Hi, and welcome to the Telltale Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Goldsmith, and today we're going to talk all about high school. I let you all ask me a bunch of high school-related questions, nothing off limits, and you're all amazing and delivered with some really, really good ones. So I'm in my final year of high school right now, and I think the past six years has really equipped me with a lot of experience to back up my advice today. Just a disclaimer though, as all of this advice is based off my experiences or those of people I know, please do not take this as gospel. Take it as a guide rather than strict rules to live by. With that, let's get right into it. So, before I start, some people ask to remain anonymous, which is totally fine. I've tried to answer all of your questions and I've merged some similar ones to avoid repetition, but whether you asked a question or not, I hope you find this session really helpful. Let's get into it. Alright, so, first question is from Amy, and she asked, how much should I be studying in year 11? Look, year 11 won't contribute to your HSC marks, so I don't think you should be staying up late nights each week for it. I would say just doing your homework and revising content from the week on the weekends, whether that be writing notes, watching YouTube videos to consolidate your knowledge, practice questions. It'll make sure that work doesn't pile up before your exams and you can feel prepared rather than than super stressed. Um, But if you can't finish your notes one week or you need days off, take that time to look after yourself and your mental health. Because overall, your well-being is the most important thing. And if that falls apart, so will your grades anyways. Um, plus you don't want to burn out before year 12 actually starts. So yeah, I think you shouldn't be overstudying. You should just be, you know, revising content each week, um, and making sure that you feel confident in it. The second question is also from Amy. She asked, how much is the increase in work from year 11 to 12? Physically, I feel that it increases a bit. I have personally quite content heavy subjects and I barely ever have a night off from homework but I think um, what's most significant about the um, jump from year 11 to 12 is that the pace quickens a lot faster it becomes a lot quicker paced Um, it's manageable but I think as well a lot of the struggle associated with HSC is due to the stress of it being your final year of high school and uni looming in the distance So it's pretty much year 11, but with higher stakes. The content is similar to year 11 in the sense that like it's just building a bit upon what you've learned in year 11. Um, So you've got that foundation already, but it's just, you know, quicker paced and there's more pressure on you. That's what I feel is the most significant jump. Um, The third question um, is what is the hardest or most challenging year to get through in high school? I personally feel that the most challenging year is year 12 and I think that's pretty much, um, that would be a pretty common answer across the board if you ask anyone. Um, It's just, you know, HSC, it's your last year and everything just ramps up a lot. Okay, moving on. Question four is, what are some tips for the last few years of high school? And I've merged this question with another one, tips for year 12. So, balance is definitely one. Don't dedicate all of your time to studying. Set some time aside for yourself, whether that be doing something creative, exercising, spending time with your family and friends. It will help you keep afloat. I think it's also important to cherish the times that you have. Time flies and before you know it, you'll be at the end of high school. And it's actually a really, really fun experience if you take into consideration you get to spend like a whole week with your friends 
Um, there's extracurriculars that are super, super fun if you get involved in them. It can be a really, really fun place um, if you get involved and you realise how lucky you are. Um, I would also say don't push yourself too hard. Aim for your personal best and don't compare yourself to others. Know your limits and if you manage your time effectively, it, I, I can guarantee your senior years will be a lot more easy and a lot more fun. Question five is, how do you decide what HSC subjects you want to do? Do you pick ones that you're good at, ones that are required for uni? And what subjects do you recommend in year 11 and 12? So I would say picking ones that you're good at is definitely a smart idea if you want to achieve really well in the HSC. If you have a solid foundation and you're doing well in a subject in junior years, then you'll definitely have an easier time in senior years. I think if there is a specific course that you really want to get into, then the prerequisite for that course is an important consideration. I think if you're good at it, then great, go ahead and do that subject. If you aren't good at the prerequisite, I would say to just try it out for the first few weeks of year 11, and if you feel it isn't right for you, don't stick with that subject. But um, at least you've explored that avenue and you haven't closed off your options. Um, like for me, advanced maths is a prerequisite for business-related degrees at um, UCID, and I really wanted to keep that option open, so I went and did it, even though I knew my maths wasn't the strongest. My maths marks were the lowest out of all of my subjects um, by quite a bit, and I felt like I wasted a lot of time and energy on it. And I think the turning point was when it started severely affecting my mental health. And I realized that it wasn't worth it. Um, so I dropped it in December after the first HSC exam, and I feel all the better for it. Um, but the good thing as well is that other unis don't have maths as a prerequisite. Um, it's just assumed knowledge. So while UCID Commerce is no longer an option for me, I still have the opportunity to study a business degree at another uni if I want to. Um, but also as well, I'm interested in law, which doesn't require maths at all, which is pretty lucky for me. So yeah, I would say as well, if, if you're not good at the prerequisite for a certain subject, um, keep exploring other degree options that might be more suited to you. Um, and yeah. Question six is from Sarah and she asked, how do you handle all of the assessments that come at the same time? I think study schedules are important for this because, you know, you have like six different subjects and they're all crammed in like a week or two weeks and it's just a really stressful time. But if you have a study schedule, um, and you are on top of it and you manage it, it can be a bit easier. It's not easy at all, but it can become a little bit easier. So I would say plan the whole week based off what you're going to work on each day. So maybe on Monday you study one hour of English and one hour of maths after school. Um, then Tuesday you study one hour of business and one hour of echo. Um, that way you're working on each subject bit by bit and you're getting them all done simultaneously throughout the week. I think as well, structuring your schedule according to your priorities is really important. So for example, um, you might want to prioritize the closest exam or the subject that you struggle the most in. Um, and then it's important to tweak the amount of time you spend on that subject accordingly. So for me, um, when I was doing maths, it was my weakest subject. So I would try and allocate um, more time towards maths than my other subjects because I knew I was kind of confident in English and all that um, so prioritizing that subject was the way that I ordered my study schedule and yeah I think that's uh, the best way to handle all of the assessments coming at the same time a study schedule and just 
um, structuring it the before the week starts. So maybe on a Sunday evening, you work out the plan for your whole week, or maybe you do like five weeks in advance and just study and like create a study schedule for those five weeks of what you're going to study and what you're going to do. Question seven is um, not really advice, but looking back, is there anything in your high school years that you regret or you wish you did earlier? I think I regret not taking maths more seriously in junior years. I was never a maths type of girl and I was always into English and being creative and writing and speaking and all that stuff. But I wasn't bad at maths. I just never reached my potential, I think, because I hated it so much. And because I never properly tried early on, I feel that attitude stuck with me into senior years, which is a shame because by now I could have been a mathematical genius. I could have been Einstein. (laughs) I'm joking, but yeah, I'm not. And I mean, while I regret it, at the same time, I think everything happens for a reason. And even if I was good at it, I just don't think it's for me. But yeah, so I mean, I regret it, but I don't. Is that a good answer? (laughs) I regret it, but I don't. I think everything happens for a reason and I'm glad with the place that I'm at right now. Question eight is, how do you find an idea for a creative story or a narrative and any tips? Okay, this is a tricky one because I genuinely hate the way school makes us write stories on demand. I think you can't rush art, you know what I mean? Um, but, okay, this is terrible advice. I usually do try and wait for something to just come to me. Um, but when that's too slow, so, like, I will just wait for it to come to me. But when that's too slow, I would say go to a really pretty park or take a walk where there's a lot of nature. I don't know what it is, but that time alone amongst nature is just so peaceful and calm and serene. And your mind will find something, even if you just, like, stare at some trees and... I don't know, become mesmerized by the way that the the water glistens in the sunlight, something trivial, you can just find something so beautiful um, out of nature and just create it into a story somehow. Um, I think as well, people watching is really helpful. If you go to a park as well and just sit on a park bench and just watch people and their mannerisms and the way that they act and, you know, just study their features or study their their um, kind of camaraderie with other people and the way that they act whatever just watch people I know it sounds creepy but if you have the confidence to sit and just like kind of look around you and take a moment to be still and focus on things around you you will find inspiration I'm telling you I'm telling you people watching is so inspiring like you will find something um I would also say write a journal or a diary entry each night of your day so freely write about your day what you did and then reread what you wrote um and draw from your own experiences take some little like you know little parts of your day and try and transform them into a into a story even if it's like a small thing it could be your your time at a cafe or like I don't know something small from your own experience because it'll add authenticity to the piece um especially because it's your own experiences I think as well um, with short stories, the best short stories are like a short moment in time and um, it can be a really basic kind of setting, but if you describe it really beautifully um, and you create really realistic, authentic characters, you can create a really, really beautiful piece. Um, I think as well, listen to music for inspiration, try and write a story that would fit into it. 
um, or fit with the song. And if you're really, really desperate still, I would say mix and mash the synopsis of like each of your favorite stories or just like draw some ideas from your favorite books and just like mix and match and create a little hybrid story, a little Frankenstein story out of it. So yeah, I wouldn't say steal the whole plot. I mean, just like take little bits and pieces and then make it your own. You know what I mean? That's if you're really desperate. <laughs> All right. Ninth question is from Joshua and Ivy, and they asked, how do you stay motivated to study? I'm not going to lie. This is a hard one because we all have our days where everything gets a bit too much and you just want to chill and do nothing. But for me, I set out specific goals. So I'll write down the grades that I want to get for the year and I might stick them on my wall or somewhere visible so I'm always reminded of it. Um, maybe put it on your lock screen on your phone, for example. Um, you can make it look aesthetic if you want. Um, but yeah, I feel for me, once I write down a goal, I have to achieve it. It's like a contract for me. Another way you can do this, though, is by working with a friend. So, of course, this can sometimes work to do the opposite. You guys might distract each other. But if you both make a decision that you want to get good grades, if you make a concerted effort and, like, make a little pact, um, you guys can help each other out, you can discuss things, and you can hold each other accountable, which is great. For example, this year I worked with some of my friends to make study notes for my PE exam and my... SOR exam and basically we all had to do our part and because of that we were motivated to complete the tasks because we didn't want to let each other down you know what I mean and it also is quite efficient because you can get things done really really quickly if all of you do your parts you can get it done really quick and then all you have to do is just read through the notes which is great um I also yeah I would say if you trust each other and you both have a common goal Working with friends can be fun, helpful, and it can be really motivating too. So that's my advice. Question 10 is from Susan, and she asked, how has high school affected your mental health? High school is the source of all of my stress and anxiety, I'm not going to lie to you. I honestly do think that this is the case for every student, whether they realize it or not. Um, there are just so many factors at play, and I think the workload is kind of insane at times, and... I mean, as teenagers, we're all going through such a crucial stage of growth in our lives, matched with hormones, school dramas, social media. It can just be a lot. Um, but I think over the years, I'm really grateful that I developed healthy coping mechanisms that really helped me manage them. And I'm really grateful that I have a strong support network amongst my friends and family that I can rely on. Um, so yeah, high school has affected my me mental health, um, but... I'm lucky that I have those coping mechanisms um, like, you know, exercise, um, being creative, you know, writing music, writing stories, um, going for runs, I don't know, just distracting myself, like balance away from school. When I'm doing extracurriculars, it doesn't feel like school, it just feels like fun and I feel like those are the types of things that keep me afloat and they keep me in a better headspace than I would be if I was just studying all the time. And that's why I did recommend that you should keep balance in your life because it, it will help you um, get into a good headspace and keep you grounded and motivated and balanced. Question 11 is, chemistry between my classes have started to weaken these last couple of years. I don't know whether this is because of the COVID situation or if everyone is just getting sick of each other. Thoughts on this? 
Okay, look, I don't really know your grade that well, but I think it could be that you've all known each other for so long and you're not so much concerned with being overly sociable and chatty. Um, like for me, as my grade got older, I think we became more devoted to our studies and less talkative in class. Like we were still friends, we just didn't really chat in class as much because we were just more interested in doing the actual work. Um, I do think as well the quarantine situation would probably have contributed to it um, because you guys were distanced for quite a significant amount of time. And um, yeah, but I don't think you should worry too much about it because hopefully year 11 camp will be on for you guys next year, um, which will bring you all together. And when you get into year 11 and 12, I feel like because you're all going through such a kind of scary, rough time together, it brings a lot of grades closer um, because it's like a shared experience and you all you all have to work together to get good grades. Like if your cohort does well, if your classes do well, um, you'll all do well. So you're all kind of just lifting each other up and helping each other. And I think it's a good time to bond with each other. So yeah, I don't think you should worry about it too much. Um, hopefully, as I said, it will get better from here on. Question 12 is from Nina and Elsa, so how to manage time and also how do you organise your study schedule to maintain or improve efficiency? I think study schedules are great and I like to plan my whole week out on a Sunday evening. So I basically use Google Calendar and I'll make just a rough plan of what I want to get done each day after school. So Google Calendar, this is not sponsored by Google Calendar by the way, but it's really helpful because you can allocate a certain time to each task you set. I study only about three hours each school night. This isn't necessary in junior years, don't worry about that. But um, basically, I just make sure that I get everything I need done for the day within that time limit. In regards to managing time, if I get an assessment, I'll try and get a head start on it ASAP. So for example, on the day that I get an English essay question to write, I'll start that day by simply like deconstructing the question, pulling it apart and making a little brainstorm of ideas. And then throughout the week, I'll continue to make little bits of progress. So maybe a paragraph each day. And that just makes my life a lot easier later on. I think um, as well, like the earlier you start, the better, because even if you end up leaving it alone for a bit and you come back later, You've started before, so you've laid a foundation and it's a lot less stressful than cramming it all in the week that it's due. I'd also say as well, um, if you don't have time in class to finish your homework, I mean, if you have time in class to finish your homework, sorry, try not to muck around and instead try and get it all done then, because that means you have more time to actually study at home, which is helpful for management of time as well. And the good thing about year 12 is that when you drop a subject, you have study periods and so basically during a study period I'll try and get all of my homework done then and so then when I go home all I have to do is just study and that makes my life a lot easier and it helps me manage my time really well. Question 13 is from Shri and she asked how do you get over heavy procrastination even if you plan to be productive? It's tough. I would say chuck anything that will distract you aside. So like when I'm procrastinating, I will typically spend a lot of time on my phone. So I literally will chuck it into another room because I know I'll be too lazy to go out and get it. So like I will throw it in another room and then um, study. And yeah, it's a good way to 
stop going on your phone without downloading these apps or whatever because you just I don't know what it is but you'll just be too lazy to go up and get it like it's too much of an effort I think also incentivizing yourself is a good way so for example write down a checklist of what you need done and then maybe a little reward for yourself so oh I finished my essay well now I get to go and insert reward I don't know what that reward might be it might be like a lolly or going to write a song I don't know what your reward might be but I think rewarding yourself can incentivize you to study as well instead of procrastinate I also recommend rest days as well maybe that can be your reward so in your mind tell yourself you know if I finish everything today I get to chill tomorrow that's that's what helps me stop procrastinating because I'm like if I get it done now I'm not gonna have to do anything else later on like I can relax so I just try and drill down and get it all done now so I'm not gonna freak out later on um and yeah pretty much all I can say is it takes quite a bit of mind power and I think you've just got to practice getting rid of distractions and training your brain through rewards yeah all right (laughs) the question 14 is from Yuki she asked how do you create habits and stay consistent with schoolwork and things outside of school Alright, so I have a lot of extracurriculars that I have to balance with schoolwork and I find the best way to do so is through the study schedule that I use. Um, But I mean, overall, my schoolwork is the priority for me. So, you know, things outside of school or schoolwork start to become too much for me. I set boundaries for myself and I'll make the call to stop my involvement. Um, Luckily, because I manage my time pretty well, I haven't had to do that too often. Um, So, yeah. In terms of creating habits, I think it's all just about practice, drilling it into your body or mind through repetition, goal setting, journaling. You just need to be really focused on the task at hand. Um, And yeah, I think it does start off from young. Like if you start practicing um, habits from young, they'll stick with you. Um, So yeah, that's my advice. Question 15 is from joy and Carmen. so they both asked what's your favorite study method and tips on making study notes i have a few favorite study methods so please bear with me okay don't be weirded out by this but pretty much i type up my notes every week to revise content and make it more concise and then once i've finished all my notes and if i have time i'll hand write them again just to kind of stick it into my brain and it's kind of fun in a sense to make them look all cute I'm not going to lie to you, like, I will, you know, make them pretty with, like, pretty pens, um, like, neat handwriting, whatever. However, as well, like, not only is it fun, but handwriting actually does help with retention and it helps me remember really well. Um, I also like to read my notes aloud as well and record them on voice memos. Um, so that way I can listen to them pretty much anywhere and everywhere. So I'll record them on my voice memos and then, you know, when I'm walking, I'll listen to them on my headphones, when I'm sleeping, when I'm cooking, which is really handy. Um, I love flashcards too, mainly for quotes. And practice questions are super, super good, even if you use your notes because you're applying content rather than just rote learning. Um, and I think as well, my tips on study notes would be use the syllabus dot points as headings, make your notes as concise as possible because content overload will freak you out when you come back to it later. Try and update them each week to stay on top of content. Um, Use the holidays to catch up on any notes that are unfinished. 
Question 16 is from Lena, and she asked, is year 11 and 12 as hard as people make it out to be? Look, I think it isn't that terrible. I Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's super easy and it's a breeze because it's not. But I think if you're organized and you stay on top of all the work and you try your best, then you'll be fine. Um, a lot of the difficulty people find, I think, is also because of their own super duper high expectations, which is great. But I think sometimes your mind can be your worst enemy and you can push yourself um, to the point where it negatively affects your mental health. So that's why I definitely would just recommend, you know, um, trying your best and aiming for your best, but not pushing yourself um, too hard, like knowing your boundaries and knowing when you need to rest and knowing when you need to stop and take a break for your mental health. In saying that, I do have very high expectations myself and um, because I'm on top of my work, I'm able to achieve them. But I do have times when I don't do as well as I would have liked. Um, and the good thing is that my parents are super supportive and they just want me to try my best. And um, I've learned as the years have gone on to take a bad grade and rather than give up or cry about it, I turn it into fuel. I use my annoyance and my anger and I put it all into studying for a better grade um, the next time. Because at the end of the day, you know, you can't change a bad mark but you can change your attitude. And so that's just the way that I approach things. Um, so what I'm basically saying is that year 11 and 12 is a year or two of your life. It's not the end of the world and hundreds of thousands of kids have gotten through it before you. I think it can also be super, super fun as well. Like if you get involved in prefect events and grade fundraisers, your formals, your jackets, your yearbooks, your grade typically gets closer. I think it's a really cool time as well. So yeah, I don't think it's as hard as people make it out to be. Um, there's a lot of positives to it and I don't think you should be too stressed about it. Question 17 is from Ziba and she asked, a moment which you want to relive? Um, I think I actually wouldn't mind reliving year nine. Like that whole year was such a fun time for me. Um, my grades were good. I loved my electives. I made a lot of new friends. My cohort seemed to get closer. We had our last school camp as well, unknowingly, because we didn't realize that COVID was going to come and ruin it for us in year 11. But yeah, it was just a really, really fun time in year 9. And I would actually relive that. Out of all of the school years, I would re relive year 9. But to be honest, year 12 is coming in at, at a pretty strong second as well, because I actually am enjoying this year, even though it's super stressful. Like prefect events is so pre having prefect events is so much fun. I love doing it. I love holding them, and I love seeing the school community band together, and watching you know teachers and students get involved and people, um, you know, being happy again after such a um a rough time that we all went through last year. So it's it's just really nice. Okay, the last question is from Ricky. And he asked, if you were to give your younger self advice, what would you say? I think that I would say anything I was stressing about back then won't matter in the grand scheme of things and that everything happens for a reason. So don't give up. I would say that you're doing amazing, sweetie. Don't dim your light for anyone. And yeah, I think I think she'd be really proud of where I am right now. And I'm really happy that I'm able to say that. So thank you for that question.
And with that, we come to the end of this little Q&A session. Thank you so much for tuning in and a big thank you to everyone who asked a question. I hope you found my answers helpful and I had a great time doing this. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a follow on Spotify. Also follow us on Instagram. Our username is at the telltale podcast. That's at the telltale podcast. If you'd like to see more from me, your host, my Instagram is at Kayla Emily. Um, That's K-A-E-L-A-E-M-I-L-Y. For business inquiries, our email address is telltalemedia at outlook.com. Thank you again for listening to our tale and we'll see you next episode.